This is Marginalia, a production of KMUW Wichita. Marginalia. Notes in the margin of a book. Notes, commentary, and similar material Marginalia written in the margin of a book. Comments and notes that which are, are incidental, incidental or additional to the main topic. The main topic in the margin of a book. Freddie Otash is in purgatory. Literally, literarily. In James Elroy's novel, Widespread Panic, the corrupt cop turned sleazy private eye is in purgatory, expiating his sins when he is offered a fast track to heaven. All he has to do is write a tell-all. A fictional account based on real characters, Elroy actually met Otash in real life, Widespread Panic is a wild ride through 1950s Hollyweird. I recently spoke with Elroy about Otash, his novel, and about films adapted from his books. Spoiler, he doesn't like any of them. I'm Beth Golay, this is Marginalia, and here's our conversation. Widespread Panic is a, is a fictional look at, at Fred Otash. And, and can you tell me, who is Fred Otash? Well, I knew Fred Otash for the waning years of his life. He was a first-generation Lebanese-American. He was born in Massachusetts in 1922. He was a Marine in the Second World War, but he only served stateside. And he joined the Los Angeles Police Department. He served with them for a number of years, crookedly, I might add. And then he became a private eye and the chief strong-arm goon for Confidential Magazine. And so you're writing about this this time when he was doing this, and it was in, in L.A. in the 40s and 50s. Is that accurate? It, the book is set entirely in the 50s up through early 1960. Okay. So, you know, the premise of the novel is that Fred Otash is in purgatory, and to get to heaven, he needs to write a tell-all. And, you know, two years ago, the New York Times featured you in their Buy the Book section, and you identified the Bible as one of the books on your nightstand. And we see Bible verses periodically in the text, and, you know, Freddie is writing from purgatory. And to me, it felt a little bit like a wink to Dante or something. Is there anything religious? Is there anything to, like, the religious content in the book? Oh, of course. You know, I'm a Christian. It's a Christian book. And Freddie is the divided soul. He's a sinner. He's seeking redemption. He feels horribly guilty for his numerous sins, as well he should. And he's a man who can run the gamut from sin to repentance in about a second and a half. He's largely a comedic figure. He can go from rage to lust to self-pity in about two and a half seconds. He's very violent. He's very sentimental. He's my comedic, dark view of the American male at mid-century. And you wrote that Fred Otash in your book is, and I quote, just ripped in half by his desire to do good and his desire to roll around in the dirt of the human condition. Now, is that just your version of him, or or does that reflect the man? It's fiction. (laughs) And uh, he's dead, so I can portray him in any way I deem fit. Absolutely. I was just curious, because you said you had met him. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, I knew him for several years. So, um... 
I ask this because, you know, your novels are historical fiction and they are steeped in the past. And I'm wondering how much they are steeped in truth. What percentage is history and what percentage is James Elroy? Because we um, read about a lot of familiar names. And like you said, it is fiction. <laughs> it, it is fiction. And if a person's dead, you can write whatever the hell you want to about them. <laughs> and the one question I don't answer is what's real and what's not in my books. One can read it, read Widespread Panic, and conclude that it's 85% fictional. That I have a great many real-life characters doing things that they didn't really do. But I'm out to create verisimilitude. Absolute historical accuracy means nothing to me. So there's Freddie. And he's bebopping around Holly Weird from 1955 to 1960. You've got Carol Chessman, the red light bandit, the rapist who went to the gas chamber in May of 1960. I recall it well. I was 12 years old then. You've got... Lois Nettleton, my first television actress crush object. <laughs> I first saw her in the Naked City TV show in 1961 when I was 13. Lois, may she rest in peace, left us in 2008, and she is in there as Freddie Otash's love interest. Was she in real life? I'm not saying. <laughs> You've got James Dean, who went belly up in a car crash in September 1955, and the overrated teen turkey, rebel without a cause. you got Salminio, who was murdered in 1976 which I've also wrote about. He's in Rebel Without a Cause. Natalie Wood, the director, Nicholas Ray, and I just like the movie intensely, and I take it to task. And it's fun to revise history to your own specification. You get to roll around in the gutter and retain your moral solvency and you get to judge others, even though you, in the end, will surely be judged yourself. This book is very, very heavily on the side of judgment. And I understand that it began as a novella, and then it was expanded into like three novella-length sections like to make a full novel. Mm -hmm. Was it, you know... To me, that just sounds so daunting. Like I have this done now. You're now. I have to do two more of them. <laughs> I mean, was it, it was it more of a, a joy or a, a chore to do like to expand it more fully? Well, I love to I love to write and I love to write big books, and I love to live in history and I ignore the present day and live in the past. So here I am. I'm at my pad <laughs> in in Denver, and it's starting to get hot out, and I got the air conditioning on, and I'm here talking to you, and I got a new book out. So 
I, I fully believe in this particular moment until something or somebody rebukes me that I am the bee's knees and the hottest thing on earth. So I'm enjoying it while I can. And in the meantime, as far as I'm concerned, it's 1954 to 1960, and I'm in L.A., which is my smog-bound hometown. What's the James L. Roy's Hollywood Death Trip? Is it a podcast series? Is that right? It's, a, it's my, my upcoming podcast, which I will be doing for audio up. And they put podcasts on the air. You can listen to them on the radio or on your computer. And this is yours truly, James L. Roy, the demon dog of American literature, reading unabridged in my radio announcer's bass baritone voice, five large pieces that I wrote for GQ and Vanity Fair magazines. Holly Weird-based true crime pieces. You know, throughout the novel, it's just, you know, there's syncopated alliteration and there's a rhythm to the reading. But then I read this sentence that, you know, was a bit sobering because it stopped me cold and it made me laugh out loud. Freddie and Connie, has it ever occurred to you that our names lack dignity? And that just was like jumped out at me through all of this rhythm. And it, it made me laugh because, you know, that's Connie's perspective. But you have a lot of characters to wrangle. Do you find it easy to like to hear their the individual voice of your characters? Or I, I, I mean, I'm assuming Connie didn't speak like Freddie. No. <laughs> the dial, yes. I mean, Otash narrates the book in a syncopated, alliterative style. And what I'm doing is revising the, the skeevy, wink, wink, wink style of the original confidential magazine. And I like to alliterate. I love language. I like to roll around in it. I love all aspects of language, alliteration, slang of all stripe, racial invective, uh, junky hophead jazz musician patois, cop conversations that are rife with penal code numbers. I dig all of it, but people speak in normal conversational tones of voice. Although, of course, individual to individual, I differentiate their verbal styles. You know, I'm curious about you, you know, in that same by the book section that I mentioned, when asked about the last great novel you read, you know, this was two years ago, but you answered Compulsion by um, by Meyer Levin. Right. And it was published in 1956, but at the time you had read it like six or seven times over the years. Are you right. t- are you typically a, a rereader, or is it just that one book in particular that you like to reread? I reread quite a bit. Uh, and, for instance, I have an old friend who I haven't seen in decades who's a, a novelist and a retired U.S. Treasury special agent, a man named Gerald Petovich. And his books, which are about counterfeiting 
and the apprehension of counterfeiting suspects are among the funniest books that I've ever read. And I was rereading Jerry's book, To Die in Beverly Hills, and a couple nights ago, and there's a doofus young policewoman working named Delcy Piper, working for Beverly Hills PD, and she mentions to the villain of the book, a Beverly Hills cop named Travis Bailey, that she's posing for a Playboy magazine spread, a nude spread, and the title of the spread is Officers of the Raw. And I just howled <laughs> for a good six or seven minutes. Um, okay, so on your website, there's a film section, and it's, it's divided into two sections. Films to see and films to flee. And there are three films adapted from your books, Black Dahlia, Blood on the Moon, and Brown's Requiem. And L.A. Confidential, there's four. Yeah, but the, those three were on the films to flee side, and L.A. Confidential was on the films to see. Well, it's no good. Oh. Not good. <laughs> no, who knows? I don't know. I, don't, I never look at the website. I've never used the computer. I pay a guy to run it for me, so I don't know what he's posting up there. Uh, but I would, I would flee all of them, and then I would flee on over to your local bookstore and buy copies of the books. Widespread panic on sale Tuesday, June 15th. I've, I've, it's it's the Elroy policy, buy or die. <laughs> I plan to buy. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't really want to give, um, you know, this is this is crime noir. I didn't really want to give too much away from the book. But is there anything that you want to talk about with the book that I haven't asked? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure, even if I was only meeting you through a landline. I, I really appreciate your time. Well, it was my pleasure entirely, Ms. Golay. So give my best to Wichita. That was James Elroy, author of Widespread Panic, which was published by Knopf. Thanks for joining us for Marginalia. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review. Marginalia was produced at KMUW Wichita. Our engineers are Mark Statzer and Torin Anderson. Our editor is Luann Stevens, and our producer is Haley Krausen. This is Marginalia, and for KMUW, I'm Beth Golay.